Welcome to Live from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me feature amazing souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love. Love from the hip. The word shaman is derived from the Manchu Tungus word salmon, which translates to one who knows, and was adopted by the Russians from these indigenous people of Siberia. The term shaman has been mostly dedicated to men, whereas as a female shaman have been referred to as a shamaness or a shamanka. Regardless of the term, by definition, it means one who contacts the spirit world while in an altered state of consciousness, yet it has meant so much more especially in the history of women. Women have been in the forefront of shamanism worldwide, and in some cultures today, they still prevail. Whether in ancient Japan or China or Korea, South Africa, the Philippines, from North California to southern Chile, female shamanism is a widespread tradition. One of the earliest examples of shamankas are the velour. These were Norse and Germanic women who did not adhere to the norms of Viking society, such as raising a family and instead traveled the land well-versed in magic. The velour's roots are said to predate the Viking Age by 2,000 to 3,000 years. A vulva, which is the singular term for velour, translates to wand wed and staff carrier, which is fitting because the wand and staff were the vulva's weapons of choice. And although a vulva was a woman, men were allowed to practice magic too, but it was seen as very unmanly. A vulva was honored and sought as a wise woman, healer, prophet, oracle, priestess, and a shaman. She held a high status in society and was paid well for her services. A vulva practiced magic called satyr, which means to bind. She put themselves into trance to talk to spirits, shape-shifted, typically into animals, and traveled to the realm of the outer world. She was proficient in runes, lore, galder, or spells, and work on the web of the word, which is said to be ley lines and chi lines combined or the interconnected energy of life through time and space. The vulva was said to perform tasks like spinning, weaving, churning, baking, and brewing while chanting. A vulva was also a nomadic traveler and said to have a greater authority than aristocratic lady. A vulva would use rituals to convey her prophecies. The entire community would partake in these rituals. Singing was done by young girls as well as the vulva, and drumming would take place to lure the spirits. The vulva would then be lifted up on a chair by the people so that she could enter into a trance state and go on a shamanic journey to receive wisdom. Afterwards, she would share her visions and prophecies with each person one by one. As the Nordic lands grew, patriarchy and Christianity began to spread, and independent spiritual women became labeled as evildoers and witches. The church not only feared the magic of the velour, but also hated it. The practice of magic became punishable by death. During this shift, a vulva would sometimes attach herself to an aristocratic household to survive. However, as more and more households became Christian, the vulva slowly started to diminish and have become known today as Norse witches. Only recently have archaeologists acknowledged the legacy and reputation of these powerful women and their importance in ancient society, as well as the shamanistic function of many of the items buried along with them. In 1954, in Denmark, a grave of a vulva was discovered dating back to the 9th century. She was found buried on top of a horse-drawn carriage, wearing a long blue and red dress with long white sleeves and a headscarf with a gold thread. She also had on a gold-plated brooch filled with white lead, which was used medicinally back then but is found to be poisonous if not used correctly. In addition, a metal wand, a small purse with poisonous henbane plant seeds, as well as animal bones, a silver amulet shaped like a chair, two bronze bowls, and potions which could not be identified were buried alongside her. Many believe her to be the vulva of King Harold Bluetooth, whom, funny enough, the word Bluetooth today comes from because he promoted communication between Denmark and Norway in his reign from 958 to 986 AD. This is just one burial. There have been over 40 vulva graves found all over Scandinavia all of which have valuable grave offerings validating the theory that vulvas belong to the highest level of society. There are still people today who practice satyr and think of themselves as a vulva, and there are as many women around the globe 
who even with the lack of the shaman archetype in society are fighting to maintain their role as a shaman, a medicine woman, a priestess, a prophet, an oracle, and a healer. With the shift from the age of patriarchy, there is yet another chance for women to regain their power and resume their rightful place as a respected shaman. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Shauna Holm. She is a shamanic therapist, modern medicine woman, teacher, author, and poet. We will talk about how the feminine fits into shamanism, as well as the plant medicine research community in our modern day society. She will also share her journey, shamanic wisdom, the healing modalities she is well-versed in, and how she helps people today. So stick around after this quick break. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast on Podcast One, Love from the hip and that's HYP. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Shauna Holm. She is a shamanic therapist, modern medicine woman, teacher, author, and poet. Hey, thanks for being here today, Shauna. Thank you, Sakura. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me on your show. Yeah, where are you joining us from today? I just recently moved to Vermont and so I now live on the northernmost island on Lake Champlain called Isle Lamotte. And so it's here where I will be hosting my individual retreats and my school next year. Awesome. And it's a perfect setting. Yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. And I'm going to get into that later, (laughs) for sure. So do you think we are recasting the medicine woman or shaman archetype into today's world? Well, I think there's there's definitely a, a need for the medicine woman, if you will. I, I think there are uh, certain people out there in different professions, I think, who are kind of natural medicine w- women. We, we see them, some of them, some in the mm-hmm. medical field, uh, certainly in the field of midwifery and herbalism. Uh, and, and then there are those who, you know, work with the spirit and I work with the psyche. It's why I call myself a shamanic therapist because I am a therapist for all intents and purposes. I am fascinated by the psyche, but rather than pathologizing, like I think a lot of therapy is doing today, I, I am working with the soul and, and that is a far more traditional practice I would say. Yeah. So, so yeah, there is, there is a need for the medicine woman today. I feel, mm-hmm. I very, feel very strongly about that. And why do you think it's been so hard for women to be recognized when, you know, we've held the reins for so long? Well, there's a fantastic book by Barbara Tedlock, PhD, called The Woman and the Shaman's Body. And I highly, highly recommend that to anyone who's interested in this topic. This book was written at least 10 years ago, probably longer. And and she writes about kind of through the last few hundred years, it was explorers who were men and and then a lot of um, religious guys as well, uh, priests and like who would accompany these explorers to, of course, um, you know, turn the, whatever the native, the indigenous population is toward their uh, religious Religion. beliefs. Okay. And so women were dismissed. And, and that, was, that was just how it was back then, mm-hmm. you know? So, so they would be regarded as uh, witches or, or, or just, just simply ignored and dismissed. And what I thought was very interesting in Barbara Tedlock's book is she was writing about some documentary filmmakers, and this was probably in the early 2000s of this century. 
and they were somewhere, I don't know, in, in um, the Amazon perhaps, and they were filming this shaman and, and he was saying, listen, my wife is a very esteemed medicine woman and you know, I hope you'll include her and she was ignored. Wow. So, so even today, and, and also certainly for the kind of, the kind of kind of mystical shamanic states that women have a natural proclivity for, mm-hmm. and that would be mm, connecting with the spirit world, mediumship, where you're bringing through spirits. There have been um, male voices out there, Michael Harner being one of them, and also uh, uh, Mircha Eliade, who, who wrote extensively on, on shamanism, who dismissed those women out of hand, saying basically they couldn't keep their sort of shamanic act together and, hmm. uh, and couldn't be trusted, that kind of thing. And now I, I'm not, I, I'm putting words in these guys' mouths, I'm paraphrasing, of course, yeah. but they were dismissed. You know, and and also we're in a very commercial culture and I talk about this a lot. And so it's quite superficial. And this kind of thing has for a long time been not only dismissed, but also mocked. Right. So, you know, women and and men as well, but, you know, in particular, women who feel a connection to this have a bit of a road ahead in terms of establishing credibility. And I will say also there's a lot of woo-woo nonsense Mm -hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is, you've got to kind of sort through all of that as well. Right. You have to navigate. So with it not really being recognized then by society, do you think that women have learned to suppress their shamanic gifts? Um, I think at times over the course of the last century, certainly, it would certainly depend on the community. But but I think, of course, so so much has changed, right, in our yeah, lifetime. Right. And so I think there is a lot, a growing acceptance, shall we say, especially when people realize that this kind of work does have great merit. And so we're seeing a, a lot more people offering things like sound healing, and that's working with the vibration of sound that has a very definite effect mm-hmm. on the uh, on, on the body. And, and in fact, there is a man named Tom Kenyon, who is an acoustic brain researcher. He's a psychotherapist. He's also a shaman. And he has made a lifetime of study on the effect of sound on the brain and, mm. and what it will do. And so he's all about the, the sound healing piece. So things like that are gaining more uh, traction as people realize that they they actually do have efficacy. Okay, so the scientific research then is making it more acceptable. There's some scientific research, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly on sound healing and and also the uh, on energy and energy healing. Uh, Reiki is fairly well known mm-hmm. now, and and that has amazing effects uh, on the body and the mind and. I think Reiki is also very shamanic, if you will. You know, when you're passing the uh, the Reiki activations, you're blowing through the the mouth into the top of the head, and that's which is very yeah. Okay. And do you think then, like, our shamanic gifts can be dormant, and there's a way to wake them up? Well, I think people get called to this. It's right. certainly not for everyone. Right. <laughs> and, and and so you hear it's sort of the classic of someone will get extreme yes. and often with a life-threatening illness. And through that experience, that piece is awakened in them and they they certain abilities, shall we say. And and for others, there is a deep calling that they feel. And, mm-hmm. and then they seek out the teachers and, and seek out every way possible to, to learn what, whatever area they're drawn to and then hone their craft. Wow. Okay. Well, I hate to interrupt you, but we're going to have to take a quick break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Post-traumatic stress syndrome affects people from all walks of life, triggered by sexual assault, traffic, collisions, warfare, or other threats to life. PTSD is a killer. Every day, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide due in part to PTSD. Retired U.S. Colonel Debbie Simpson struggled with her own PTSD. 
following a military career specializing in critical care. Debbie turned to dancing as a way to heal unresolved grief, guilt, and shame caused by the losses of war. The benefits were so great that she founded the nonprofit Battlefield to Ballroom, a unique approach to assisting other brave warriors. Battlefield to Ballroom has partnered with famed dance company Arthur Murray International to help veterans in need. If you or someone you know can benefit, log on now to battlefieldtoballroom.org. That's Battlefield, the number two, ballroom.org. Life is a dance, and you can give the gift of the first steps towards recovery. Donate at battlefieldtoballroom.org today. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more. SakuraSkinAndMind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com. At Madsen Medical Spa, our goal is a healthy, beautiful you. We're a full-service medical spa, but our focus is educating people on maintaining health and wellness. We're excited to announce a new addition to our menu, Nootropic Popular Beverage. This magical drink formulation alleviates unnecessary snacking while keeping you focused and alert throughout your day. It satisfies your hunger, renews your energy, enhances your mood, diminishes aches and pains. Essentially, it makes you happy. And who doesn't want to be happy? Patients have already been raving about Nootropic Popular Beverage. They've elevated their mood while losing inches in the process. It's safe, natural, fast, and effective. Drink happy, feel happy. Nootropic Popular Beverage, happiness in a cup. Available at happytoelevate.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-T-O-E-L-E-V-A-T-E.com. Or call 206-234-9188. Warning, you may feel happy. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to tune in right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. for more Love from the Hip. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Shauna Holm. She is a shamanic therapist, modern medicine woman, teacher, author, and poet. So, Shauna, before the break, you were saying that not everyone is meant to be a shaman, but they also may actually get sick in order to realize their gifts. Now, do you help some women to realize that they are a shaman or realize those gifts? Well, yes, certainly. I I tell you, you know, I don't, (laughs) that word shaman is, it's so pretty overused right now. Pretty much anyone who shakes a rattle kind of calls himself a shaman. I personally prefer the word medicine woman because I I, I know that, I mean, I do embody that very much. Um, And so, yes, of course, you know, I will offer, you know, courses. I I actually prefer sort of long, year-long studies Mm -hmm. where women will come and I will share with them my knowledge and uh, open them up to kind of a different way of thinking. And I, I definitely kind of think outside of, of the box where that is concerned. And one has to if you're going to be exploring and navigating this, this area. Right. So, yeah. And I think, you know, there are some good teachers out there who make this available. Okay. So do you think in the next 10 years, modern medicine women will be as common as naturopaths or doctors? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just um, being hopeful, not, not aren't I? <laughs> the, not if the FDA and the conventional medical cartel has its way. Right. Put it that way. If Big Pharma um, has anything to do with it, no. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think that, first of all, the medicine man or the medicine woman is usually found on the outskirts of the community anyway. Mm-hmm. They tend to be more sort of on the outside looking in and and they're not kind of part of the gang. And so I, I, I quite like that actually, that that someone of that nature becomes someone that you have to seek kind out. of seek out. Yeah, yeah. And then you find them in serendipitous ways. I think that's part of the magic Hmm. Uh, that surrounds this. That makes sense. It's part of the self-discovery, part of the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been a modern medicine woman? Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) let's see. I'm 56 and I really came into this around 40 when my marriage fell apart. And and I started, I, I call it the midlife face slap. And so everything fell away and, and uh, it was like a snake shedding its skin, but I uh, didn't want to necessarily do that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember saying, I'm being stripped, I'm being stripped. Oh, no. And everything fell away and, and I went through a dark night of the soul and, and found my way to an extraordinary teacher who was my teacher for three years uh, Brew Joy MD, who was a Johns, he was a Johns Hopkins trained MD who walked away from an illustrious career to teach. Mm. And he was actually very Jungian. And, and he was a master of ritual. He really had a grasp of the shadow, the deep psyche and of dreams. He was amazing. And it was very <clears throat> mature work. And so he was really my main teacher. And then beyond Brew, then I studied with other teachers as well. Mm -hmm. So you weren't, in a sense, you weren't reinventing yourself. You were just getting to know who you really were. Yeah, I mean, I think life initiates us. And so I got a big fat initiation when my marriage fell apart and I found myself to be a single mother at 40, which I never would have expected. And, and, And everything about the life I knew fell away. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's when I went into very deep, deep exploring, deep seeking yeah. and uh, daily meditation. And I'm not a meditator anymore, but I was back then. And, and, just, and, and, and also ultimately wanting to become closer to God, mm-hmm. wanting to know God, spirit, whatever you call that. And, mm-hmm. and so it was really looking back a deepening, a deepening. And then when I found my way to the shamanic piece, which I know nothing about before, it felt like coming home. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. So mm-hmm. in a sense, are you grateful for that divorce? Oh, of course. I'm grateful for all the, you know, the unpleasant experiences in our life, I think are the greatest teachers and relationship is the container of relationship is a powerful teacher. I think of relationship as a kind of mystery school, really, yeah. between two people. And, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, no, it, it taught me a great deal. And then I, I had a, a, a very, another hugely intensive dark night of the soul at the age of 48. Mm-hmm. And, and then that changed everything because I guess we'll talk about that at some point. But that's when I began to engage plant medicine, in this case, the psilocybin mushroom Okay. And and not from a place of recreation because I don't do drugs. Right. I don't I, you know I don't drink. I don't take any pharmaceuticals ever. I don't put those poisons in my body. And uh, but th- this was from a place of great reverence for what nature provides and, and 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 what really is a very ancient teacher. And and that also brought up more of that pain that I was experiencing, but ultimately the only way out of it is through it. And so that was also a powerful initiation. These are initiations for us. Right, right. Exactly. Did you have any inkling though, as a child that you had? Well, as a child, I was very uh, tuned in, in that I was claircognizant, which means I, I had knowings. I would know things. I would know they would happen before they would happen. And I was also clairsentient, which is the feeling. I would sense, I would feel things. And and so I, 
and, and actually I called the clear cognizant, I didn't know what that was back then, but I called it confirmations because that was the strongest word I could think of where I would just know something was going to happen. In fact, I knew I, I was started out in Toronto, Canada, and I knew when we were going to move to the States and there was no discussion. We were young girls, but I just mm. knew it was, I, I will never forget standing in front of my father and him telling myself and my sister and just standing there realizing he'll never believe me anyway. Right. I, you know, I saw this already happen, you huh. know? So, so yeah. So I've had that my whole life. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, do you think, so, I mean, you were re in touch then with those gifts after you went through your dark period, correct? Yes. Yes. Well, certainly, you know, I've always been pretty sensitive and, and you know, look again, we're in this very superficial culture. And so, I got kind of pulled along into the culture, if you will. And, and like so many people, that stuff went on the back burner. Right. And, and then eventually, like I said, when I hit 40 and the caca hit the fan, yeah. then, you know, that awakened all of that once again. Uh, Brew, my teacher, once said, crisis awakens. Hmm. And another very wise friend of mine once said, "Do we, Shauna, do you see the ISIS in crisis?" Hmm. So I, I I love that it is it it initiates us. Right, exactly. And I can attest to that too. <laughs> I'm sure you can. So, so how do you think plant medicine? You had touched on it just very briefly. How does plant medicine play a part in healing? Well, my goodness. I mean, it depends on what kind, of, what kind of plant medicine you're talking about. So actually, why don't you clarify that question? Yeah. So let's go into psilocybin. You said that okay. you had. So okay. what was well, happening in your life first off at 48 that you. At, well, at 48. So my marriage to the man who was the stepfather to my girls was falling apart. Uh, it was basically over. And, and at the same time, I was deep, deep in the shamanic study and. I had uh, tried ayahuasca, which is an Amazonian medicine. There are a number of people who are working with that medicine. And, and it just didn't feel like it was my medicine. But the mushroom was calling me. And, and sorry, my kitty cat's in no, the background. No, he apparently wants to be on the air. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so in any case, so the mushroom was calling me. And I had a, a dear friend at the time who I knew I could ask to initiate me into that experience. In other words, I wasn't looking for a kind of recreational, right? whatever. I really, I really wanted this. Uh, I wanted to experience the mystery of it, which I did out in the uh, rainforest uh, in upstate Washington, the Olympic National Rainforest. And it was it was it it well blew my mind, and so I, I had a tremendous healing where I had a connection with the earth herself, who spoke to me, and and I was not expecting that, like I said, mm -hmm. and um, it, it was profoundly healing. And and when I got out of that, I realized, my God, this is a portal. Mm. This is a portal and so you ingest what really is an ancient teacher and a profound mystery and something that has been used by cultures we know in south america for a long time but also my people the europeans mushrooms grow all over europe and uh so so yeah it it, it expands the mind there's a tremendous amount of of information now coming forward on how it is very helpful for people with PTSD, for end-of-life anxiety, for depression. Michael Pollan wrote a fantastic book uh, that came out a year ago called How to Change Your Mind, and that is all about the power of psychedelics. And he is a research journalist and very, very well-respected. So, so yeah, it, it really it changed my life. That became a year of monthly forays into those realms just because I kept getting called back and called back. And I was at the time looking for a woman's story. I was, I was reading everything I could because I'm a researcher, everything I could on the subject. There was very little written by women and a lot of it was mm, quite academic. I mean, good stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, I was like, where's a woman's telling yeah. about what happens when, when you greet this medicine, you know? And so 
I ended up writing that book called huh. Love and Spirit Medicine, which chronicles that first year of monthly journeys where my whole life changed and, and it really deepened the work that I do with others. So I, I have a, a, a debt of gratitude to that medicine and tremendous respect for what it, what it can do. Yeah, absolutely. So why do you think you said that there weren't a lot of female voices in the psychedelic research community? Why do you think that is? Uh, well, it's interesting. I, you know, there, there are a number of reasons. Actually, I, I think it naturally seems to attract a lot more guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it just does. And also, certainly for women to come out publicly with it, they've got a lot to lose. Yeah. Because if the state wanted to, it could take away their children. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. there's there, there's there's a big, big piece for women to be very careful. Um, and, and I have put myself out as an older feminine voice for the reverent and respectful use for this medicine because I know what it can do. And I also really, I mean, I, I am close to God and I see that it's out there in nature. Mm-hmm. And, and so when someone tells you you can't put something in your body that God has put out there, you know, in the natural world, you're, you're enslaved. Right. You see? Right. So, so I don't know, you could say I answer to a higher authority and I'm not, you know, out there challenging or whatever. I'm just simply saying, you know, that I see it as a gift from the creator. Right. Ultimately. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I hate to- so, yeah, so women, you know, anyway, it, it, it is changing. More women are, are coming to the conferences. There's a woman named Annie Oak who runs the Women's Visionary Congress, and that's an annual conference. I've spoken there a couple of times. And she got really tired of going to these psychedelic conferences where it was mostly men and one or two token women. Mm -hmm. And actually, I spoke at a conference in Oregon a few years back. It was a two-day conference, and I was the only woman speaker. Oh, wow. So she came up with her own conference saying, okay, this is going to be mostly women and a few guys. (laughs) you That's know, great. and yeah. uh, so change so, yeah. it up. Awesome. Well, I hate to interrupt you again, but we're going to have to take another break. So everyone stick around for more love from the hip. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about stretch marks, how to avoid them and how to treat them. Stretch marks are a type of scar that develops from the continual tugging and stretching of the skin. The abrupt change in the skin causes the collagen and elastin to rupture. And so upon healing, stretch marks take shape. They tend to appear with sudden rapid weight gain or weight loss, growth spurts during pregnancy, and with rapid muscle growth due to weight training. In fact, 90% of expectant mothers and 83% of pubescent boys and girls report getting them. Sometimes stretch marks can be red, purple, pink, reddish brown, or dark brown when they first arise. They may also even be slightly raised and itchy early on. Over time, the color fades and the narrow bands sink beneath the skin. You can actually feel this slight indentation if you run your finger over them. Researchers have shown that many remedies on the market said to alleviate or prevent stretch marks do not actually work. These include, but are not limited to, almond oil, cocoa butter, and olive oil. One effective and preventative way to avoid getting stretch marks during your pregnancy is to ready the skin prior to the pregnancy with products rich in a bioavailable vitamin A. Some dermatologists may perform radiofrequency, ultrasound, or laser therapy to help alleviate the appearance of stretch marks. Since they are scars, stretch marks are said to be permanent. But with advancements in the skincare industry, they are becoming way less noticeable. Microneedling and medical needling, for example, have been clinically proven to fade the appearance of scars. With the intense healing response from microneedling or medical needling, the new, stronger, more elastic fibers replace the scar tissue. This, of course, doesn't happen overnight or in one treatment, but it is the most safe and effective way to break up the tough, stringy fibers that make up stretch marks. It is recommended to use a topical vitamin A and C product on the skin in your at-home regimen while receiving these professional treatments as well for faster results. If you are suffering from stretch marks and would like to try microneedling, feel free to email me at sakura at sakuraskinandmind.com or call 206-730-7429. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. 
And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I am doing. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Shauna Holm. She is a shamanic therapist, modern medicine woman, teacher, author, and poet. So, Shauna, before the break, you were saying that you are a leading female voice in this psychedelic community, correct? With your book, Two Love and Spirit Medicine. Well, I, wait a minute. I didn't say I'm a leading female physician. <laughs> I put myself out there as a voice. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Okay. No worries. No worries there. Um, but I want to ask you then about your other book, and I I hope I don't pronounce this incorrectly, the E Shell Wisdom book. E Shell Wisdom, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So can you tell yeah, us more yeah. about that? Sure. Uh, that is, I think of that as a love letter to women, and that consists of seven transmissions that I received when I, I, I became very uh, connected with the the Mayan mother goddess Ishel, and I was going into the Yucatan and working with a beautiful uh, shamanic teacher, Miguel Angel Vergara. And I would work with him on my own and, and, and spend a week with him. And he's very dear. He's not what I call kind of a rock star shaman. He's just a good, humble man. And, and so he taught me a great deal. And I had one experience where he took me to work with another shaman there and they took me into this cave where they did uh, a ritual and the shaman introduced me to the, the Mayan mother goddess Ishel. And I had a very profound experience with her. And, uh, you know, before people get their knickers in a twist and start screaming about cultural appropriation and whatnot, I'll tell you right now that uh, the spirits don't, care the color of your skin. It is what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. ultimately. And, and and I don't like getting caught in that narrative at all right now that we see, because mm-hmm. I think it's uh, quite manipulative. In any case, I was very drawn to those teachings and and this beautiful book was a result. Okay. And and it's not in print anymore, but it is available as an ebook through my website at this point. And they're very beautiful teachings, really, about embracing one's womanhood, um, working with the water elemental, uh, working with the womb. And and there's a, a sweetness and a gentleness to the messages. And, and that was exactly the uh, feeling that I had when I would go there and and work with the very kind people who taught me there. And and also I would visit some of the sites there, the old pyramid sites. And there's some really incredible energy there. I mean, those sites were located in that certain area for a reason. So they are harnessing these magnetic energies, they're geomagnetic hotspots. So yeah, so it's a very sweet book, and um, and yeah, she's still. I still feel a very profound connection there. I, I had a really extraordinary experience there with the mushrooms as well, with uh, the Red Queen, as she is known in Palenque. She's called Lady Zakuk K U K, and she was said to have ruled Palenque eleven hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And and that's a story that's too long for this interview. <laughs> but but that place is very dear to my heart. But I'll tell you what happened, Sakura was at some point uh, later on a mushroom journey, the mushroom teachers or beings, as I call them, said to me, dear, it is time to explore your own bloodlines. You are a Celt. And that's all they said. And that's when I started going into the, I'm Scottish Irish woman and my goodness, oh my (laughs) goodness, the shamanic path in old Europe is this ancient, ancient, ancient and very beautiful, just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, and with, you know, the, the Norse women, especially. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I, yeah, it's yeah. So I wanted to ask you, so when you're, you're saying connecting, are you actually channeling? Um, yes, I will. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't like to use that word. Well, you know, it, it's, yeah. And, and, and I am a medium. Right. Uh, and, and what happens now is when messages come, they come through me in perfect poetry. 
Hmm. And that happened with the mushroom. And, and what resulted was another book called Poetic Whispers from the Green Realms. And so it's a series of these poetic messages that I've received. And there's two chapters to begin. And in those chapters, I, when I did the research for that, I discovered that the original shamans were the poets. And it was all about imbibing a ritual unguent, like, for instance, mead the mead of inspiration, or the Vedas speak of Soma. Everyone's dying to know what that recipe was. And it would take you into high trance states where you would connect with the gods. And from your lips would come forth most extraordinary poetry. Hmm. And so that sounds a little more than just a good glass of wine to me. Yeah. Yeah. And would you consider that poetry then like a light language in the way it presents itself? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure what, you know, your definition of light language is, but certainly it is uh, something that is a state of mind that's accessed where we're able to bring in um, more than, say, in this regular everyday mindset. I mean, I don't right. write poetry like that. I don't speak like that. And when it flows through me, which would only be when I was doing the mushroom until I went to Scotland and stood in the middle of a stone circle. And then I was quite activated. And then I was pouring forth poetry after that. Um, it, it, I would speak the way I speak now. And it was clever lyrical rhyme and and I just you know there's no sort of struggling what rhymes with this word no it just flowed effortlessly so definitely an expanded state yeah that's amazing well I hate to interrupt you again but we're gonna have to take another quick break so everyone stick around for more love from the hip Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. SakuraSkinAndMind.com S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Post-traumatic stress syndrome affects people from all walks of life. Triggered by sexual assault, traffic, collisions, warfare, or other threats to life. PTSD is a killer. Every day, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide due in part to PTSD. Retired U.S. Colonel Debbie Simpson struggled with her own PTSD following a military career specializing in critical care. Debbie turned to dancing as a way to heal unresolved grief, guilt, and shame caused by the losses of war. The benefits were so great that she founded the nonprofit Battlefield to Ballroom, a unique approach to assisting other brave warriors. Battlefield to Ballroom has partnered with famed dance company Arthur Murray International to help veterans in need. If you or someone you know can benefit, Log on now to battlefieldtoballroom.org. That's battlefield, the number two, ballroom.org. Life is a dance, and you can give the gift of the first steps towards recovery. Donate at battlefieldtoballroom.org today. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray, free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from 2 ounces to 8 ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Years in the making, doctor recommended, and available through Amazon. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. 
Want a more youthful figure no matter what age? Find answers at Madsen Medical Spa. Allow doctors Aaron and Paul to help you eliminate your frustration with weight management. Say no, no to yo-yo, diets, and exhausting exercise grinds. Madsen Medical Spa will do the heavy lifting for you and coach you all the way through to your ideal weight. We offer the latest and greatest in body sculpting and body contouring lasers and devices, high-quality nutritional supplements and meal replacements, as well as mindful practices. We will treat the inside to treat the outside, and it's all personal tailored for you. Men and women, drop inches, not just pounds, and see a healthy, beautiful you. Consultations are free. Results are priceless. Log on to madsenmedspa.com. That's M-A-D-S-E-N medspa.com. Or call 425-656-8008. That's 425-656-8008. Get the shape you want this summer. Become a healthier, more beautiful you. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast on Podcast One, Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Shauna Holm. She is a shamanic therapist, modern medicine woman, teacher, author, and poet. So, Shauna, let's talk about the work you do with your clients. Do they come to you? Oh, yes, they do. I, I've kind of crafted this over the past number of years to where now what I offer is one-on-one retreats. And, and I don't think there's really anyone doing this. I've worked with a number of psychotherapists, all of whom say I would never have my clients come stay in my <laughs> home for five days. But this is precisely what I do, which feels to me actually quite traditional in that my client comes to my home. They come on a Sunday afternoon and they stay with me till Friday morning. And it is very deep psycho-spiritual work. I, I'm working with a soul essentially, and I have a knack for being able to get to what I call the origination point of the wounding, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so we get there through deep soul conversation and the use of cards. I don't use them for fortune telling, I use them to bring forth the deeper layers of what's going on in the psyche, which is often revealed in cards and other shamanic arts as well. And the food plays uh, quite a role because I, I'm pretty knowledgeable on traditional foods. And so I eat as close to the farm as possible. I know a lot about fermenting, culturing foods. So, and almost everyone who comes has got some kind of physical thing going on as well. So there's a lot that I teach around that. It's very, very in-depth, very intimate, deep work. Mm. And there seems to be a call for it because I am booked to the end of the year. I was booked almost every week. Last year, I'm booking into 2020 now. And, and so people fly from all over, which is why I decided, you know what, I'm going to move somewhere rural and very beautiful, where as long as I'm close to the airport, you know, it, it, it would work very well to do the work yeah. that I do, which is very discreet, very private. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. do you also offer classes? Uh, I, I, do at times I have some online, a couple of online courses on my website. One is on manifesting and that is because I'm all about the power of the mind and I really live what I teach and share there. So there's a course on that, which goes into a lot of what I've been able to do as a result of working with my mind and all of that I learned from the mushroom teachers actually. And then I have another course which is uh, pretty involved in that's a lot. They're, they're recorded. Um, that one is called Visionary Mushroom Practicum. Yeah. And then I am starting a school next year called Daughters of the Fairy Tree. And that is a year-long, what I call bardic study. And so bard means a poet. So the, the, the bards or the poets, they were storytellers, and they trained in a bardic college. We're talking about the Druids. And so these guys were the keepers of tradition. Oh, wow. And they they carried the stories forward, and they were also would be uh, uh, taken in by a wealthy patron, and, and, and then they would come up with these wonderful, fluid, 
poetic stories about all the the um, exploits of that particular patron. Awesome. But this is offering not just the mystical, but also the practical, okay. which I think is missing uh, in a number of these yeah. offerings. And so I'm all about the trivium and, and the maxims of law and contract. These are ancient studies and something that I discovered when I was studying the early Druid seeresses and yeah. the Druid, the men as well, is they were they weren't just very well versed in the mystical and, and magic and poetry, but also in law mm. and astronomy. These people were deeply learned. And this is something that I am endeavoring to bring back in my own very small way. And so I put together a school I call Daughters of the Fairy Tree, the Bright Knowledge. Awesome. And it is right now just four women. It's three groups of eight women and they will come work with me four times a year. And that website is daughtersofthefairytree.com and fairy is F-A-E-R-I-E. And uh, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about this for a number of years and I'm ready and I'm holding nothing back and it's gonna be really wonderful. And, and the kind of women who come are the women who are just immediate, it's immediate. They're, they've awesome. said, I have, to, I have to be a part of this. That's all the time we have for today. Well, thanks again, Shauna, for being here today. And thank you, Eric, my amazing producer, and you, the listener. And don't forget, you can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com and look for the podcast and Facebook. And tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare you. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces, with this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Years in the making, doctor recommended, and available through Amazon. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. What's your story? Have you ever sat with that question and looked to your heart for the answer? It's time to explore the real you. Tune in Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the brand new show, Story You, with Coach Debbie. Debbie and her guests have a mission to inspire and coach you to find your voice. If you need direction, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. If you want to be an author, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. and be inspired. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com.